term ascension refers to our expansion of awareness. And as we come into more profound states of consciousness, things can get a little tricky. The Ascension Podcast is here to support your journey into higher realms. Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first Ascension Podcast. And my name is Barbara Buck, and I'm a reconnective healing practitioner and an etheric implant removal specialist, and my host. This is Roman, um, and I'm a Reiki master. I'm an intuitive dog trainer. And yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, You do crystal dreaming. Oh, yeah, all right. I do crystal dreaming (laughs) (laughs) and... um, what else do it? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff. Um, so today we decided to talk about conscious couples, and here's why. First and foremost, being in a relationship is first on our mind because we're getting married in a couple of weeks, and so we're super excited about that. But we also noticed that people have been coming to us lately with a lot of questions about their relationships. Sometimes they're in relationships with people who are um, also walking the spiritual path or also working on their ascension process, and sometimes they're not. So we just had an instance recently where somebody actually asked us to do some um, counseling with them, some spiritual counseling with them, because we both do that. We both have ministerial licenses. So we do that. They're metaphysical ministerial licenses, by the way, not not, they're non-denominational. So um, we thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast on the subject, right? So um, one of the things that we wanted to look at today are um, the difficulties in a spiritual relationship when you're going through this process. And Roman, you were talking about earlier when we were we were thinking about doing this podcast, um, we were talking about different difficulties of you know, what, um, what the problems might be. And one of the things that you talked about was, um, that it's really difficult to find a balance between, um, doing your self work and, um, doing your work together. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Cause I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> um, I, I, in the past relationships where we were in a spiritual you know, you can't even remember. <laughs> I've wiped out all the other women in his right, life. Right, he has right. absolutely <laughs> no memory of any other women in his life but me because I'm so fabulous, right? right? right. <laughs> so yeah, I had I had a relationship in the past where um, the, it was a spiritual path, basically in the very beginning of my first relationship. Um, the, the struggles were that it was a, it was a differential between um, how far each person was in the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, my partner was ahead of me. I was just being an engineer and everything is technical. And so looking deeper into the philosophical part of the spirituality um, was, was basically my first struggle. Mm-hmm. I had a language issues, but you know soon I overcome them. And then we had kind of like equal interest 
Mm-hmm. So we had the equal interest about how how much time we spend doing our spiritual stuff, going into lectures and um, reading books and, and getting information. Back then we didn't have internet, everything was kind of handmade. Um, and then at some point my, my partner got busy with other stuff, like more into um, arts. And then I was basically alone going to my spiritual path and, and the, the separation and the problem started because I got busy and then she got busy in different times and we basically didn't see each other at some point. So did you find that you really didn't have anything else in common other than the spiritual stuff that you were doing and once she kind of stopped doing it and moved on, you really didn't have anything left to do together? Well, I must admit that the reason why we got together because it was that interesting part of the spiritual part. It was mm-hmm. like self, like uh, self improvement, and it, it it wasn't just going disco back then, and it wasn't just not doing fun stuff and going to the movies. It was kind of like it was my starting point in, in my spirituality. So I was, I was more attracted to that part, and then when that faded out, I had struggles to find something in common. Mm-hmm. And I was still wondering what this came for, and so we had this conversation like today, and we figure out that as as soon as the relationship has different interests, and the relationship is based on that interest, then the whole thing starts falling apart. Right. That's one of the things that I think that you and I sometimes have a problem with is balance. Is balancing our um, spiritual side because we're always doing, um, we work together doing all of our healing stuff. Not all the time. I mean, we do some separate separate healing stuff. Roman does a lot of um, like healing the animal community, healing the dog community stuff. I also do that, but um, he does a lot more of it for me because he's a dog behaviorist trainer um, along with his uh, being a master healer. And so I spend a lot more time on the people side of it than he does. But I think that, you know, we have a problem with going out and just doing fun stuff away from the spiritual stuff, away from the whole ascension process. We are always working on ourselves all the time, and so we work on ourselves together. So, like an example would be our morning routine. We have coffee in the morning, and we talk about what we want to accomplish for the day. We pull cards. Um, We'll do uh, qigong. We'll meditate. We have it in a couple of days. Do energy work on each other. Do clearings on each other. And we just talk about this stuff all day long. And so it's like when we decide we're going to just go see a movie or <laughs> just go hang out at the bar or whatever, we just never do it. Last night was New Year's Eve and we didn't go out. You know, we just, we were constantly working on this stuff. So there's really very little balance. And I think that there's a lot that spirit, people who are in conscious couplings have a problem with that when they're always doing their, their work um, with each other it's and focused on the relationship at that level you don't ever just take a step back and just go have some fun and i think that that can really be a big problem what do you think about that um well i i agree with you because what happens is once once your interest goes into the spirituality and and you're going into that frequency um going in a social place with the frequencies low it really affects you. 
you you can do qigong in the morning and you know do your meditation and and eat healthy and then in the afternoon you go in the disco starts yelling and screaming at everyone and the music is totally loud and i i mean i cannot do that anymore and yeah if the same thing happens with your friends you you have a certain level of of communications and i mean i i don't mean that you have different type of friends but at some point you kind of direct a conversation in, in not to gossip it you i cannot do gossip it's just annoying right anymore and you cannot just talk politics because it's it gets annoying yeah and then you're kind of very limited on what you talk about because right. you don't want to get angry you don't want to get upset you don't want to go into disputes you know conversations dispute you just stay away from it and so now all of a sudden your, your friendship um, spectrum lowers down to the necessary acceptable that doesn't foster you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and i think that also the difficulty too is um the balance between kind of we're always constantly doing work with each other but we have to kind of pull away from that and do our own self-work and so i'm doing my self-work all the time and then i'm doing work with roman in our relationship and it gets to the point of where um, it's it's like constant and it's almost too much. It's like, where's the break? There's never a break. When do you just kind of sit down and read a book or do whatever? I mean, that's just, I think, a huge problem. Well, it depends also <clears throat> what kind of space you have. If you, if you live in a three-bedroom house, it's easy because you kind of isolate yourself. And, and we work from homes so because we are working both like in a home base, mm -hmm. we have the problem that we sometimes don't have the privacy from each other because we're constantly 24-7 together, except if I'm going out for a training session. And then you have uh, the common task, we're going shopping together, and, and at some point, somebody needs a timeout, like do something, it's not related. So I know that that's our situation and it's pretty unique, but um, for the most part, most people who are in conscious coupling, who are actively working on their ascension process together, they don't spend the time with each other that we do. So you and I can have a better balance than somebody else who maybe only sees their partner in the evenings when they come home from work or in the morning they see them, but they just don't have a lot of time to spend. So you and I are kind of a little bit different. So I think that, you know, in either situation, that being in a relationship with, um, you know, a conscious partner, somebody who's going through this awakening process is really, really hard because you don't put things to the side. You don't ignore things. Everything that comes up, whether it's being snippety in the morning because you're tired or you're in a rush, whatever it is, you you start to see it as an opportunity for growth. So it can be, you don't, we never let anything slide when we're in relationships like this. We never just kind of back off and take a step back and just let things be the way they are. And I think that that's another big problem too, is because we're all so hungry to go through this process, we can really screw up a relationship because we aren't taking the time to do the relationship stuff 
that we need, that any relationship needs to do. We're so busy kind of working on the spiritual side of things that it's hard to kind of take a step back and do things from the perspective of a, you know, partner to partner type situation. Right? I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel about it anyway. Well, when, when I was working um, full time, uh-huh. The problem was that, and I was just tired. Mm-hmm. I was working. I left the house six o'clock in the morning. I came back at six o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Back then, I didn't have so many dogs, and the the problem was you need a downtime, mm-hmm. and then you need a relationship time, mm-hmm. and then you need a conscious relationship time, mm-hmm. and that would come short. You, you don't have time because you have only the three hours left <laughs> before you go bedtime. And then in between, you need to eat and you know, take a shower, have a conversation, you know, Im- improve the relationship. Because as you, as, you, as you progress in what you learn in every day, every, every experience you have, it's, it's a progress. And you come back home and you need to discuss that progress. Mm-hmm. Or you you want to test the progress? You that mean do you mean process? Process, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so that process needs to be applied in different options, like in, in at work uh-huh. with friends, and then you do ex- you experiment a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a safe experiment to do it at your with your partner because you cannot do wrong. Like for example, hey, I need to do qigong today, and you know I'm kind of lazy, and you kind of try things and. And then you see when, when you don't do your exercising, you don't do your daily um, hygiene. Like energetic hygiene? Energetic hygiene. You, He's not talking about showering, although that's important in any relationship, people. Keep it clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you don't do your, your energetic hygiene, you, you kind of slowly drown. Right. You get lazy, and then you need more help. Um your your body doesn't function well anymore mm-hmm. plus if you're empathic which a lot of people who are um you know going through this process are you pick up a lot of stuff throughout the day from other people you pick stuff up from each other and you really need to do that energetic hygiene i mean that's kind of a big deal um so you know i think that really the difficulties are really similar with um anybody who's in a relationship like this and um, you kind of want to move from just being in a spiritual relationship into a more synergetic relationship, right? So you want to be in balance with each other. And the first thing that we talked about that we thought, you know, for ourselves anyway, that's been working for us is um, giving each other some space, taking a step back from the process and allowing each other to have their own space and do their own self-work apart and aside from each other and that has been huge like I we what we were doing is we were doing everything together um, as far everything spiritual together so in the morning we have this um, practice we do have a qigong practice I like to do yoga um, Roman likes to you know um, make breakfast and we'll do the cards and stuff but I sometimes I don't want to do the same routine or I want to do something different or I just want to meditate on my own and do mantras or whatever and he wants to do something different. We have to really 
give each other the space to um, do what we need to do. And what happens sometimes is I'll start evolving really fast and he'll be at a resting point. Um, you know, the evolutionary process is kind of like a wave for everybody. And most couples, they're on a different wave. They're on, sometimes they're at the same point in the wave, which is awesome. But more often than not, we're, we're on different, different parts of the wave. So um, sometimes when I need to rest, he goes on this big evolutionary bend. And, and what's nice about the conscious coupling is when you take the time away from each other to let yourself really, really blossom, and you come back together, you help each other to move forward. I notice that in a lot of um, spirit people who are spiritual people, they tend to not do that. They tend to not give each other the space that they need for that personal growth and then come back together and share. And you and I, I think, are really good at that. Well, one thing that's important in, in that part is tolerance. Mm-hmm. That, that we tolerate that the other one is not at the same page. Mm-hmm. That we tolerate the other one that he doesn't have the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have an international call, I need to hop on the call eventually like 6 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the afternoon uh, or a- afternoon. At the same time, you're, you're, we're not on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I have to skip you know, a couple of days in a row because of my appointments. Mm-hmm. And then I have to catch up. And I see when, I, when I'm going to a client and I come back um, kind of infused with, with energies that I work with the people and energies from a dog and energies from the, from the home I was working with. And I come home, I just cannot do it. I need, I need downtime to kind of check in. Right. Be quiet. Just be quiet and just, just do nothing. Yeah. Scroll Facebook for an hour. Yeah, do some Facebook posts. (laughs) So um, one of the things that we were talking about too this morning that I thought was was really interesting was um, kind of letting go of having your ego satisfied. um, You know, that whole, I want my partner to satisfy me. Um, And, you know, most people who have relationships just in general were always in that me space. Right, we're always kind of looking at things from the perspective of, you know, how is this relationship satisfying me? You know, I want my partner to satisfy me. And moving past that ego, I think a big part of um, spiritual couplings and moving them into more of a synergetic coupling is to, you you might be able to move your ego away from, say, maybe if you're a healer, move your ego out of a healing session. But as soon as you come home, it kind of rears its ugly head. And we were talking about that a little bit this morning. Do you do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I see that. Um, I know it sounds weird, but when I work with dogs, we have kind of a similar issue. We have a person who is spiritually advanced, and you have a dog who is not spiritually advanced. And what's happening here is you, you see that the person who is who is less spiritual advanced they're kind of more in the me state mm-hmm. it's kind of like i i need to study i need to learn but now the the me part is so important because i need to understand what i'm doing in my life mm-hmm. i need to have my spiritual purpose mm-hmm. and so some person who who is already advanced and he's not in the me state anymore he recognized that i have a purpose and that purpose includes others mm-hmm. and so i have to address myself and so it becomes a we state. Right. So we have one one relation, one partner who is in the me state. It's all about me. I need to learn. I need to 
find my path and then we have the other person who is already already advanced and says well it's us so we have a relationship and i wait for you mm-hmm. and so that's already a tension in between right you know and and that can kind of also carries over into talking about peop- relationships where you have a someone who is a service to others person in a relationship with somebody who is a service to self person. Now, service to self doesn't always mean a bad thing. It could be a spiritual person who's working on their own journey, but they're just working on their own journey. So they don't, they didn't come here to kind of help the human race to ascend. They didn't come here to be a service to others person. They came here to literally work on one specific thing and then just move on with their you know, ascension process. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you can also, you can have that in spiritual couplings where you've got two people who are very spiritual, but one is a service to others person and one is a service to self person. And that can be very difficult because it, quite often it, there can be an imbalance there. But you can also have a relationship where you have a very spiritual um, person and then you have somebody who's not spiritual at all and they think that what you do is kind of silly or they, they think it's cool but they're just not really into it. So as you're going through your evolutionary process, you're going through your ascension process, it's, that can be the biggest challenge is being in a relationship with somebody who's really not interested in any of this stuff. Because the deeper you get into the ascension process, the more you ride the wave, the more you recognize that you can't do things the way that you used to. Like you said before, you brought up, um, you know, gossiping or whatever, just going to watch the football game, you know, whatever it is, idle chit chat, talking about the weather. You just can't do it anymore. So it becomes a challenge. It's something that you want to talk about all the time. It's it's something that you want to immerse yourself in. It kind of becomes your life. Well, I, I want to kind of clarify something. If somebody does service to self, doesn't mean that service is not important. Right. I can do service to myself and I clear my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I can struggle through my emotions because I have to clear, you know, past life stuff right and and that's that's why you're here maybe you're here to clear um you know that stuff within yourself and that's the most important thing and there's nothing wrong with that that's kind of what i was saying before is that but you know what how most people perceive service to self and service to others service to self can also mean some pretty negative stuff that you're dealing with you're dealing with the like etheric realm and you're dealing with you know um you know the whole like agenda where you've got entities that are kind of attaching to you and doing all that unpleasant stuff and those are service to self that's a service to self um, construct going on there that that's one thing but you can also have service to self people who are very selfish not very nice but again there's always a reason for everything and and there's also service to self people who are actually quite wonderful but they're just not here to help somebody else they're here to help themselves right now because that's why they're here and that's okay right yeah, I think w- once we, we accomplish our service to self and, and we are we accomplish what we have to do. Right. I think that it's a small pause. I've, I've seen with people who I watched over the years. Um, and then after that pause, they made a decision to, to switch over to service to others. So the ones they yeah. have accomplished their stuff and says, you know what, I'm going to take off that stuff. Right. I just want to go holidays, travel around, find the world. 
I feel better now. I feel clearer now. I can do this with my right. own clear head. Right. And now I say, what you know? But I think I can offer my service to others, and this is where the next level comes in. Right. And um, and so we need to understand that synergy is 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 a is a thing that happens with a partner. So being a synergetic couple, you need to to log in and kind of speed up at the same speed to catch up with it. Yeah, but you're not always going to be there. And I think, you know, you're going to go back and forth and sometimes you're going to need to go take a month off and and go go travel around without your partner. Sometimes you're going to have to do that just to work on your growth. One person's going to be slow, one person's going to be faster. Like I agree with you, but you you guys need to be on the same page about all that stuff. Um, but it's kind of like um, important that you support each other through that process. You know who has it the worst though? Twin flame relationships. Oh, two flames. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on that, but we'll just talk about it for a few minutes yeah. because there's so many people who are either looking for their twin flame right now or they're getting into their twin flame relationship and boy are those rough. Let's clear up the term twin flame. Okay. So it's not two lighters next to each other. What is twin flame? Oh, okay. For people who don't know what a, a twin flame is, is it's basically a split soul. Now, some people believe that these souls split and fragmented into two parts so that they could find each other and come back together. I think that's an, a romantic illusion that people come up with because they feel incomplete without their twin. So I'm personally, I'm actually a twin in real life without you know being a fragmented person. So I, I understand that feeling of not being around a person that you care about or that is a part of you. Um, it can be really disconcerting, but that's not why twin flames are here. In fact, that's my belief. Well, from a, from a Greek philosophical standpoint, twin flames are different. They are opposites. They're usually. polar opposites. They're pol it's, it, they are polarities. Right. And what happens is when these two come together, it can get very intense. So mm -hmm. either they are supplementary and they supplement each other, Mm -hmm. Or like complement, you com mean? Complementary, mm -hmm. yeah. Or they are the opposites mm -hmm. to the point that the one wants out and the other one wants to stay in, and it becomes a friction. Mm -hmm. And so you either go up mm -hmm. or you go down. It's very difficult to stay in on a standard. And I met several people who were twin flames that I met in my life, and only one couple made it out good and super happy and mm -hmm. super awesome. And the rest was just down for the count. Well, my personal belief is that people don't, um, they don't, souls don't split to come back together. What they split for is to experience life from different angles. So when they're not in the body, they can come back together with twice as much knowledge as they had before. That's my personal belief. It doesn't make it right or true. I know a lot of people might disagree with me, but to me, that would be the most logical reason for doing it. But I do know that there's such a deep attraction to your twin flame, um, especially if you've, you've been on this earth for a while and you 
have been in multiple relationships and maybe you're, you know, a little bit older or whatever, then it might be a good time to get together with your twin flame because you have a lot more life experience and you have a lot more um, coping mechanisms or just you're better at communicating, hopefully, as we get older. And then you can kind of start to integrate your energies while you're still here, which is great. But I do know that when people are younger, it can be a really challenging relationship and they don't make it. Yeah, because you're, you're incomplete as, as a person. You, have, you don't have the experience to handle emotions. Mm -hmm. so, uh, things will get out of control very soon. And if you don't have this controlling mechanism set and you, you don't have the experience, mm -hmm. um, because just, just the, the differential of a twin flame, the emotional intensity for some people can hit the sexual part. Mm -hmm. Or for the other people can go totally, you know, into energetic part. Mm -hmm. And they, they don't have a, a clear functionality as a couple. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are extremes. Right. I'm, the couple of people that I know who are in twin flame relationships, one, in fact, is a gay couple. It's a gay female couple. And I told this to somebody recently and they said, oh, you can't have a twin flame couple that's two women or two men. It has to be a masculine and a feminine. And that might be what's in the books, but that's not what I found to be true. I, I know, you know, at least two couples, one that I don't know personally, but this one couple I know pretty well, and they are very much twin flames. They have a heck of a time. They have a hard time. Their highs are really high. Their good times are really incredible, but their bad times are, my goodness, they're like call the police bad. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's, it's I mean, like you I just don't, don't want to be near that house when that when, when stuff's going down. Just let me tell you. I think even if they're female or male yeah. um, couples, there's always a female and a male aspect to it. Masculine and feminine Masculine aspect. And but but nobody's primarily masculine or feminine anyway. Like you're definitely have a masculine and feminine side to you, and so do I. So you would think I think that again we kind of make these distinctions or we make these these um, assumptions that a twin flame is primarily one is primarily masculine and one's primarily feminine. I don't necessarily think that maybe they're split up that way. Um, I could be wrong. I'm sure, you know, if anybody wants to, in the comments section, say something about that or, you know, post it to our website or whatever. But I just don't, I don't know that I agree with that. But I do know that the relationships can be really difficult. And I think that the most important thing that a conscious couple can do is make sure that their communication is really good. So even if you're a, even if you're a spiritually awake person and you're in a relationship with somebody who's not at all, you can still have a relationship with that person as long as you guys understand each other's love languages, you understand how to communicate with each other, you give each other the space that you need. I have not seen very many relationships that do well when one person's fully working on their ascension process and they're, they've stepped on their path. Um, of awakening and they're doing their um, service to others work. I haven't seen it happen a lot, but I know that it can. Well, you have you have them outsourced factors that can affect, especially somebody who, in a relationship where you have a spiritual 
part and a non-spiritual part if you don't do your clearings and if you don't do your meditations and and you become a tool against the one who wants to as- go into ascension process right and so that becomes a blockage itself mm-hmm. that's it, a whole nother thing yeah. talking I mean, about like etheric attachments and implants yeah. and stuff like that and how they can affect um you know if you if you're clear and your partner's not how that can affect you that's a whole nother thing even a simple past relationship connection Mm-hmm. from somebody who's not spiritually at all interested and says mm-hmm. well I had an ex-wife and this ex-wife comes into my life once in a while and I'm not clearing up my you know emotional connections with them it it will affect the one who is spiritual in advanced state because these are small problems and struggles we have in a personality level that come up yeah and it's a challenge it is a challenge my, from from my perspective, even my relationship with my parents affects us, That's because true. I make a, I make choices based on that, mm-hmm. and I have friction based on that. And you will say something, and if if I'm not conscious of what I'm what I listen to, it becomes defensive, and then that will affect, and it happens sometimes. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, and if you're, you know, that's a good point that you brought up there. If you know, if you're working, if you're going through the ascension process. And you, you better be doing your trauma work and doing your shadow work. You know, if you're doing your ascension right, you're going to be doing your shadow work. And that can be really difficult when you're both going through that process at the same time. If you have trauma stuff that's coming up and your partner is also having trauma stuff that's coming up at the same time, it's very difficult to hold space for each other. And that's where things can get really, really tricky. Because if you're going and you're doing shadow work and you're dealing in all of this, this kind of ugly bits are popping up for you to, you know, all those pieces of yourself that need a lot more love, um, you have to go through the process. And so if I'm having, struggling with some anger that's coming up around a situation that happened a long time ago, and Roman is struggling with the same thing, we're going to be nitpicking at each other a lot because he can't hold space for me and I can't hold space for him. It's something to be aware of and it's also something to honor and understand that this is going to happen sometimes. Don't define your partner based on what's happening as you both are going through this. Communication is key. Roman and I will have this situation happen to us and then we take us we'll have we'll be like why are we nitpicking at each other so much? Why are we getting into these arguments? I speak all Ice pickle. We have a safe word. <laughs> we actually came up with this safe word when we were driving from Austin. From Austin to Arizona, and it was our first. We had only known each other for. Um, we'd known each other for a few months, like maybe four four months. Long distance. And yeah, long distance, and then we spent like a couple weeks together, and then we decided to um, join. Yeah, we decided to drive back from Austin because he was moving to Phoenix. So what was amazing is we were nitpicking at each other. We were bickering with each other. It was a long drive. It was like a 18 hours, Yeah. 19 yeah. hours total because we had dogs in the car. We kept having to stop. One had to pee and then the other one had to <laughs> pee and then I had to pee. And then Roman got hungry like 27 times that entire trip because he eats a lot. And... We, we were nitpicking, so we came up with a safe word. It's called ice pickle. 
and don't don't I don't even remember how that happened. But I it was... stopped at the gas station to get pickles. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we were talking about ice cream. Oh yeah, and, and somehow it morphed into yeah, ice it's... pickles. Right. So so whenever one of us is having a really tough time, and the other one's being rough on us, um, we can use our safe word, which is ice pickle, and it works really great um, because you recognize that that we don't just use it. It's like screaming fire. Don't use it unless you're serious. You, we say ice pickle when we're, we're really having a hard time and we're about to blow our gaskets mm. so that we can take a step back, take some time away from each other and regroup and have a conversation about it later. Yeah, there could be different issues. For example, you're having a conversation and, and you feel the conversation is not going in the direction and all of a sudden it becomes defensive. And, and you, at some point you think, hey, that, why are we having that conversation right now? And then it becomes, you know, a frustration about it. And then you call ice pickle because for some reason, nobody knows why it just went wrong. The whole thing, it just starts collapsing. Yeah. Now we know after, you know, studying it and because we're always wondering, why do we have this? Why do I say something and it doesn't come the right way over? And why do you hear the thing that they didn't say? Mm -hmm. And then we just call ice pickle and then we, we look at it and says, well, oh, wait a minute. That was... That was weird, right? <laughs> and then, well, we, we found out later because we were really worried about that. Um, and we came along to word about um, the um, inserts, mm -hmm. holographic inserts. Yeah, but that's a whole other issue that people might not know about. So we can talk about that. Yeah, I think that, that part is also part so, that we can chat about. Yeah, yeah we think, have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I think that you're right about... Um, that we need to do another one on relationships. We can do that maybe later on in the thing, um, especially when it comes to looking at kind of the etheric realm and the different things that can kind of get in the way of good partner communication. Um, so I think that, you know, that is an important topic, but that's a, that's a long topic. The whole, the whole topic of etheric implant, um, implants and parasites and, entities and all that kind of stuff is super interesting and maybe we should do a podcast yeah, about that why, next why, time why not um you guys who are listening um just give us some ideas some questions around that everybody struggles we struggle you guys struggle why we don't share questions like hey you know i have that problem i have this problem what do you guys do to solve that problem because maybe we have a solution to that maybe we did it already otherwise maybe we have not a solution yeah so it's important if you are in a conscious coupling it in order for you to stay together and sometimes you will sometimes you won't sometimes it's just served its purpose and it's not it's time to go it's really important that you take a step back and make sure that you're doing the right thing if you choose to let the relationship go because with all the stuff that we discussed today in this podcast we you have to recognize that it's a difficult process to be in a relationship with somebody who is kind of going through the same thing you are, having to tough it out, going through all the weird ascension symptoms, the emotional states that we go through, all of these things that people experience as we're going through the ascension process and recognize it and do your best to hold space with each other and take a step back for a moment and look at it from that angle and get out of ego for a moment. 
and step into the healer aspect of you that everybody has. Ken, is it so bad with me that I can't handle this person right now? Ask yourself that question, and maybe I can't handle them today, but what about tomorrow when I'm feeling a little bit better? So just kind of take a lot of moments to think about this stuff before you make the choice to leave a conscious coupling. And we are in a free will plane, and we have always that choice. Mm -hmm. And it says, you know, I need to think about things. Yeah. Because because I stay with my parents or I stay with, you know, in my apartment, in a new apartment or temporary, you know, other living situation doesn't mean the relationship is bursting, but we need some thinking space. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean you have to go into other sexual relationships in the meantime just to get your energy out, but it sh it should be constructive. Even if you go for vacation for a week and go do join a painting class or a writing writing course or a dance course or a, a, a seminar, you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, but there should be rules set. Mm -hmm. That's important. Yeah. And and sometimes you, you just cannot and you, you have to say, you know what, I feel as a healer, I feel responsible for my partner. But at some point, my partner has to heal also himself. And if I that... mean, as a healer, you, that's what you should be thinking all along. As a, uh, a lover, you're thinking I'm responsible for my other partner. It's almost the opposite. You have to bring that healer mentality into it and, and kind of remove yourself from that mindset of I'm responsible for my partner's growth process because you're not, you were in a relationship like that, you know, like that where you had somebody who was feeling very responsible for your um, energetic growth and that was actually an issue for you well it, it was a pressure it was an yeah. emotional pressure yeah kind of like you're wrong you need healing you're not good enough and i was like well i don't feel wrong yeah. <laughs> i feel good i mean i'm better than i was before so why that pressure yeah and that basically backfired yeah, it's important to um, let your partner be where they are. You're only responsible for yourself. And if they're not moving along fast enough for you, take a step back and, and see why you're feeling the need to control their their growth process. It's a hard thing to do, but it takes a, a big person to do that, and it can be really difficult. I've done it and had to force myself to take a step back and look at it from that angle. Well, you can still choose to, to stop that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and before it becomes a problem, kind of limit the damage, do a damage control. Right. And says, no, the thing kind of falls apart. You know, everybody has to go his own path. If you don't have children and you don't have other, you know, legal responsibilities, it's easy. Um, if you have children, it gets more complicated. But there is always, always a solution. And nobody will be happy about it. Mm -hmm. Both partners will not be happy but it's better long term and it's it's a healing process as well sometimes we come together as partners mm -hmm. for us to make a final decision and eventually that will be a, also a lesson because we we have <clears throat> we come in also as as a lesson relationship mm -hmm. i come in to teach you for example even if i behave the way i behave because you called me into that relationship in the spiritual aspect and then you it's because you want me to help you make a choice mm -hmm. and that's my role and once you make that choice and that my role is being completed that could mean that 
that what we are relationship for. It was for you to help in your ascension process. And that's why I would walk away from you because that's what the deal was kind of thing. So yeah. that's, we have to see that from that aspect as well. Yeah. I think that's a good note to leave it on, actually. So thanks for hanging out with me today. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be doing this quite often. Thank yeah, you for I... listening to our first podcast ever, the first of many. And if you have any questions and you um, you want to leave them, um, you can actually contact us on our website. It is www.theascensionpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to know more or you have any questions, please visit our website at theascensionpodcast.com. If you want to know more about Barbara Buck and what she does, you can visit her website at barbarabuck.org or visit her blog page at thehappyempath.com. For more information about Roman Gottfried, you can visit his website at romanscaninetraining.com. Thanks so much and make it a great day.